Hello, and welcome to Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the bastard son of Odin, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Yeah. On this week's show, more superhero goodness, the anticipation builds as we ponder the new trilogy. We check in on MoviePass, Flicks in a Six returns to the Shire, and finally, we dive into our flick of the week, Thor Ragnarok. But first, Al, what are we drinking? We are drinking Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar. Ale with natural hazelnut flavor. Um, there's nothing fun written on this bottle. And I realized that I left the box over uh, in the other room. There's a, there's a cheerful gentleman on the front of it. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's having a good time. He's raising, he's raising a glass. It says dare, risk, dream. I think that's more of a credo for uh, Rogue in general. A portly fellow. <laughs> uh, he's not that large. He's, he's balding a bit. Wearing glasses. <laughs> Shall we? Uh, yeah, let's cheers, and then we'll cheers. take a sip, and then I'll run in the other room and grab it. Sounds good. The box. Oh. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is. That's real good. Well done with this choice. That's like... It's like dessert. I'm a big fan of that one. It's, it's a, a little... A little, like brown sugar sweetness to it. I guess that's what that brown nectar is all about. Um, I'd like to talk more about the beer to you, but you see, I don't know beer very well, and Al's left the room. So I'm going to continue to just uh, to ramble on, as it were. Dare, risk, dream. That's what it says in the bottle. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, you were, uh, you were going down like a Led Zeppelin there. Yeah. <laughs> ramble on. <laughs> um, yeah, it is... This is a tasty beer. Uh, as I as I alluded to before we started recording, yeah, I uh, had one of these the other night because I needed to drink a beer, and that was the only thing that was on hand. <laughs> needed to? Oh my goodness, that sounds like a story for another time. <laughs> no, I was just hosting, and I needed oh, okay. to drink a beer. And gotcha, that works. This was the one that was on hand. Um, but yeah, I um, I really like this beer. Yeah, I'm definitely is... gonna drink this again. Yeah, that's uh. I don't give I don't give fours out a lot on my Untapped app, and uh, on your what? On my Untapped app. Yeah, it was the way you said the Untapped app. Untapped app. The um, Untapped app. But this one's getting one. And we'll yeah, say. it's um, so it's it's definitely nutty. The hazelnut, I can uh, it's uh, it smells almost like copper. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like that might be my glass. <laughs> You probably shouldn't smell copper out of it. <laughs> I mean, pennies. It's, <laughs> it's like copper colored. Maybe my mind is playing tricks on me. I say there's almost like a, a toffee taste and like smell to it. Yeah. Uh, like kind of both like coffee and toffee maybe, or one of those two. Uh, so let's see. Oh, the box is kind of disappointing as well. It says... Uh, a nutty twist to a traditional European brown ale, dark brown in color with a hazelnut aroma, a rich nutty flavor, and a smooth malty finish. There's 14 ingredients to this beer. Two row, Munich, C15, C75, C120. What is that? These are all... The plastic um, explosive? What is going on over there? <laughs> I, I, you remember how I spoiled the, the very beginning of your... Um, very beginning of your first attempt at recording our episode. Yes. <laughs> um, 
So I told you you might hear dogs running around upstairs, which we've heard your cats <laughs> running around several times in previous episodes. Um, someone decided to take this opportunity to be upstairs and rearrange all the furniture in the kitchen. Just, just gonna, just gonna be a well, you know, all this up front. That's what all the noise is. I like the idea of not telling people because then it just sounds like bar stools moving around in the bar that we're recording in. Well, it is literally bar stools moving around. <laughs> <laughs> we do have the bar stool seating in the kitchen, so. Right. Um, so to get back to the sorry, when you said what is that, I thought you were talking about all those malts that I was reading. I was. Sure. No, I really was. <laughs> well, you said what is that, and then you followed up by saying plastic explosive. So. Right, because you were saying C and numbers. <laughs> oh, fair. I thought it was all of them. I thought you were like protesting all the sounds. I was like, oh, I guess those are really coming through the microphone. <laughs> oh no, that that was barely there. <laughs> oh, okay, because it's really loud actually where I'm sitting. <laughs> so I was like, oh god. I was just trying to power through this and hope that it's not on the recording, and uh, apparently it barely was. So, uh, yeah, those are all the malts that I was reading. C15, C75, C120. What does that mean, though? Like the C15? Those are the specific, they must be, like, patented, like, I'm I'm actually not familiar with those. I've never Hmm. seen any of those before, so I I, I don't know. So I'll start that over again, since we just pushed (laughs) it. It's got two-row, Munich, those are both pretty well-known ones that I'm aware of. Hmm. C15, C75, C120. Kiln Coffee, Brown, and Rogue Farms Dare, and Risk Malts. Those are trademarked malts. Uh, it has Rogue Farms Revolution and Independent Hops. It has Hazelnut Extract, Free Range Coastal Water, and Pac-Man Yeast. I'm sorry? Yo, you heard me correctly. Pac-Man Yeast. Oh, Pac-Man. As in the game. I thought you said Batman, and this all of a sudden was going to be my favorite beer of all time. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's already up there anyway. It's up there, but if it was Batman yeast, I mean... This one, back-to-back gold medals in the specialty beer category for the Great American Beer Festival. Hmm. Fun fact, this beer in the store that I picked it up at was both in the refrigerator section and on the shelf. And it was $2 cheaper on the shelf, and I don't understand why. <laughs> Oh, so usually stores will do that if it's a if it sells quick or if it's like a favorite of people in the area or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the price change that I'm not sure about. Yeah, that was weird. Anyway, I bought the one on the shelf. <laughs> Safety yeah, bucks. Um, that well, it seems like the right call if you got it cheaper. I would think uh, so. I would not mind spending an extra two on this. Is what I'm saying. Well, it's not cheap to begin with. No, uh, it's Rogue, which is a pretty well known. Uh, excellent craft beer brewery. Um, they, I haven't had many of their beers. Okay, sorry, that came through the mic. <laughs> what? That noise came through the mic, and that sounded like a slusho just creeping around upstairs. <laughs> yeah, see, like those sounds sounded about the same volume as they sounded to me the first time, so mm. I don't know what's coming through and what's not now. Fair. Um, yeah, uh, so anyway, uh, like Rogue, Rogue is... Um, Wow, I'm completely thrown off now. <laughs> Rogue is pretty well known. It's uh, got a great reputation. I've not had the opportunity to drink enough of their beers. I'm going to be honest. There's always a million of them in the store, so I think I've been a little intimidated by how many choices there were. A little overwhelmed. Um, but this one caught my eye, and I'm glad it did, because it's fucking delicious. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one. Well done, Al. Appreciate it. I can't remember... Yeah, no, this was. Do we do? We haven't really done too many like this, right? I feel like this is, this is just different to me. I don't. I can't. I can't tell you the types of beers that we had. That's on you. 
but I can say that <laughs> this is different. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, this is a brown ale, um, which... God damn it, that fucking sound. <laughs> God, I, it's, um, I just go yeah, with it. I don't think we've done a brown ale. Uh, we've done a few IPAs. We've done a couple of saisons, I guess. Yeah. Is this, uh, uh, this seems appropriate to be drinking during the winter. Is that fair? Yeah, no, this is definitely uh, one that would lend itself more towards... Um, I, I mean, I guess it's light enough that it can be drank year-round, but... It's um, that coffee and that, that toffee and that, that brown, like, it's, like, warming. Uh, and the fact that it's hazelnut probably fits with the whole, you know, like, I don't know. Right. This chestnut's resting on, roasting on an open fire, not hazelnuts, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I'm so happy. What's so great happy. is that none of this happened in, like, the hour that we were speaking before the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even, like, four minutes before we started recording... I said, hey, I'm about to start recording. Do you need anything? And the answer was no. And I assumed that that also lent to the fact that, like, try not to make a lot of noise. <laughs> try not to open the basement door if you don't need to. Try not to rearrange everything. <laughs> Can you not move all the furniture? <laughs> so, I mean, the amazing thing is that's probably the table and all eight chairs have been moved. Right. I, I, I can't wait for you to go upstairs later and be like, what has happened to this place? Well, the thing is, there's not anywhere else that it can go permanently. Mm. Like, you could have maybe moved it two inches over from where it was. Right. That sounds more substantial than that. <laughs> Just a, a straight-up rotation of the table and chairs. Like, I'm going to come up and it's going to be nothing different. <laughs> Except that, like, everything will have been rotated. It's like a square table with its chairs. It's going to be rotated 90 degrees. Right. For no apparent reason, it's a square. It doesn't need to be rotated. <laughs> God, I really hope that that's the case. You'll never know. Um, so let's hop into our first story. Uh, for that, on the list I have, the you, you found an article about the 50 top superhero movies. Is that correct? I did. Before, uh, before we get into that list... On the topic of superheroes, I was gonna I was gonna ask you what percentage of Justice League do you think will be good? Well, how are we doing that by like See, screen time? Here's a here, because I've read a, an article that just kind of I don't know it wasn't like meant to be a funny article, but for whatever reason it got a, a chuckle out of me, and I just like kept laughing at it at it as time went on. That Joss Whedon is like responsible for like fifteen to twenty percent. <laughs> Of the direction, so is this movie going to be like twenty three percent good? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing, um, and I think we might have mentioned this last episode. Yeah, that it's going to be awkward because of the fact that two directors worked on this. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see it, this movie is going to be a fucking Frankenstein's monster. Like we're going to see the seams, which is annoying. Right. But, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. Uh, I, I, there's a chance for me to potentially try and enjoy this movie because I'm going in expecting it to not be good. Right. Because that's how I've gone in to the last couple DC movies. Um, I went in expecting Wonder Woman to be slightly good just because I heard so many good things before. But I still had the skepticism that I've had with all these movies. Just with the anticipation that it should be of some amount of quality, and I was vindicated in that, and I was pleasantly surprised. Wonder right. Woman was a very good movie. Uh, Batman vs Superman. I went in 
with no expectation of it being good, and it lived up to that expectation. Suicide Squad <laughs> went into expecting it to be an abject failure, and it lived up to that expectation. <laughs> um, Fair. This movie's gonna be bad. <laughs> oh, it Which is a eat. shame, because I was trying to go into it with open eyes and fairness and try to just enjoy it for what it was. Mm. The likelihood of that working out for me doesn't seem very high. But at least I'll know going in that that's what's probably going to happen. Right. You know what? It's just... <clears throat> I feel like... You, you know me. I'm a huge Batman fan. Yep. So, like, the fact that I'm not so excited that, like, I need to see it, like, Thursday or tomorrow night, whenever they do their early showing of it. Like, I'm just not, I don't, I don't have that drive to see it. That's right there is just, that's upsetting to me. Like, they, it's like they've taken something away from me. <laughs> yeah, and like, <clears throat> uh, both in our own conversations and even some that we've talked in, in our episodes here, it seems like I'm rooting against these movies. I'm not. I want to be able to enjoy a good Batman movie or a good Superman movie. Uh, there's no reason I wouldn't want that. Sure. But they've robbed me of my ability to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not rooting against it because it's not even like one of those things where like if we kill it, it'll come back better eventually because someone else will be running it. This has a all or nothing feel to it. Right. Like if it doesn't go right... We won't see it for 20 years. That might be the break that it needs. Maybe. Um, so, like, not a single person can come back and be involved with it? I don't know. The thing that's annoying is, like, Jeff Johns seems to be, like, the even though they tried to mirror the structure of the MCU, um, it's not exactly the same thing. Because mm-hmm. um, they kind of have a two-in-the-box thing. Like, Marvel, Kevin Feige's the unquestioned leader of that. Like, he is the guy. It seems like they kind of have a two-in-the-box thing with Jeff Johns and Zack Snyder. Right. Um, and Jeff Johns is a DC comic writer. Like, that's... Like, he's an actual comics guy who's involved in the the production of this, and they still can't get it right? That's yeah. rushing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of bummed, but... I you know I'll still see it. We'll 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 both see it because I'm dr- obviously you're gonna see it. And we're gonna re- talk about it. Um, yeah, it'll probably be uh, ruining our recording next week, right? Uh, either next week or the week after. What was the other movie we gotta do? Murder oh. on the Orient Express. That's right. Yeah, I think so we, I, I think we should put that one in for next week. Murder on the Orient Express. Give us some distance between the excellent Thor Ragnarok and the shitty Justice League. Yeah, yeah, and also, like, I'm sure there'll be some really funny articles about it in between that we can we can point to. That's true. Or, or oh, that by the way, spoiler alert, Thor Ragnarok's awesome, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, if you're only here for that, go ahead and skip ahead. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so, like, we've like kind of, like, had all these, like, instances where we kind of have news stories. This isn't really planned. Like, we're not planning for these news stories to be a thing to lead off the episode. It's just worked out that way. It seems yeah. like there's been a lot of news that's come out that's been interesting to us. I feel like it gets us in a... for movie stuff, so... Gets us in a nice flow, too. Like, where we're ready to talk about the movie when we get to it. Yeah, and we might play around with the structure, too, I guess. We, sure. could, we could try a little thing where we do, like, 
a little bit of review, a little bit of news, a little bit right. of this, a little bit of that, column A, column B. But, uh, yeah, that's when I'm actually like, oh, when I have time to edit, like we'll, we'll, we'll record them separately, but like cut it together really nice. Maybe we'll release it over the course of the week. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That would be fun. Not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Um, that sounds like a lot of work, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, let's talk about this this list of the top fifty superhero movies that you found. Okay, so um, those of you who've been listening for a while, you've heard me mention uh, the website The Ringer a few times. Um, so they do like themed weeks occasionally. I think I mentioned the the good bad movies at one point, uh, the top action movies of all time. So this week is uh, superhero week, I think, uh, and they did a. The staff collectively came up with this thing for the 50 best superhero movies of all time. So they kind of came up with a little equation to get to try and mathematically rank it. Some of it's obviously subjective, but it was kind of cool that they tried to be consistent through it. So they ranked it based on four criteria, weighted it, edited it up, and the higher score is the higher number. You know, so like number one has the highest score overall. Right. So the four criteria are critical success. Um, they just use their, they just pulled their score from Rotten Tomato. Okay. Uh, box office performance, but that's an adjusted number. So they adjusted the gross number. So a movie like Superman, the original Superman in the seventies, they adjusted the number for inflation so sure. that it would be comparable across um, today's numbers. Seems they have a rewatchability factor. Ooh, that's a big one. So they tried to. F- have everyone who was on this panel of their writers doing this take each movie and rank it on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being they would never rewatch it, and 10, they would love to rewatch it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And where, so that number filters into this, and then what they said as timelessness, again, oh, sorry, this is actually in the reverse. On a scale of 1 to 10, with one being absolutely yes and ten being absolutely no, could this movie be improved by being remade sometime down the line from when it was released? Interesting. Okay. So, and again, a higher score is better. Ten means this should never be remade. You know what I mean? Oh, wait. So, for instance... Oh, okay. One think means, of your favorite one superhero means, gotcha. movie. I don't want to spoil what's where. Your favorite superhero movie would rank closer to ten, meaning... This should never be remade. This is as good as it will ever be. Gotcha. As opposed to something that was so bad that it would maybe potentially be better if it was redone somewhere down the line. Right. It's a lower score. Right. So yeah. I, we're not going to go over this. Like, like, like for example, if we if we were to do The Dark Knight way down the line when Maggie Gyllenhaal isn't around anymore, better. That's the theory. <laughs> Got so, it. So that, that was my dig for the order. week. I just wanted to point out a couple of things that I felt maybe were too high, were too low, okay. were surprising to me. Because if we went through these whole 50, we could do like a two or three hour episode. I want to hear the top 10. Do you want to start with that? We'll do the I top do. 10. I want to start with the top 10. All right. Number 10 is Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool. Number 9, Thor Ragnarok. Damn. Okay. Number eight, Captain America Civil War. Number seven, original Iron Man. Hmm. Number six, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, well. Number five, Wonder Woman. Number four, original Spider-Man. Hmm. 
Number three, original Superman. Okay. That is the Christopher Reeve Superman. All right. Num- number two, the Avengers. Got it. And can I guess number one? Yes. The Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny that you mentioned the Phantom because I had a conversation with someone at the gym a few hours ago about that movie. Nice. That I'm sure a lot of people probably don't remember or don't know exists. <laughs> that I, I feel like I enjoyed it. But I've only seen it once, and I was like six. I, I don't know how old I was when that came out. So, well, yeah, so the movie came out in 1996. I had to look up a little background on it because the reason it came up was because of a reference to a movie, and someone got the reference wrong, or they got the context of the reference wrong, assuming they had the reference verbatim correctly. Um, you would know better than me because you're a much bigger Kevin Smith fan than I. Um, in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, <laughs> yeah. When they're filming Goodwill Hunting 2. <laughs> what? I, doesn't it have like a subtitle? Like a. Yes. It, I forget what it is. It's like Goodwill Hunting 2, like back to school or something like that. Or like, <laughs> I forget what it was. I don't remember. It's funny because I watched like 20 minutes of the, that movie like a few weeks ago. Like, right. Like, I've seen the movie only through once before. But I just happened to catch, like, I just saw it was on TV. Like, I needed something in the background. Right. And, that scene was actually part of that block of time that I was watching. And, um, yeah, no, it was... I remember it being horrific, and it was worse than I remember. <laughs> like, just how bad Goodwill Hunting 2 was. <laughs> but, um, so, do you... Like, you remember the scene, right? Like, the two of them, like, Jay and Tom Bob accidentally end up as, like, extras in the movie. Yeah. And they get found out, and they're running away, and Jace yells something to the two of them. And so this guy I was working out with like at the gym, the guy I see a couple times a week, um, he was like talking about that scene and he said something about Ben Affleck, like, you were great in the Phantom or I loved you in the Phantom or something like that. I was like, is that the line he says? He's like, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, line, the line is, uh, something, he's like the bomb in Phantoms, I think is the line. What? That Ben Affleck is the bomb in Phantoms, I think is the line. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Let me, let me look it up. He's like, yeah. So I Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. And this the, this guy, like Danny, who, I, who I, I see at the gym, like, didn't get, I was like, Ben Affleck's not in the Phantom. Right. Uh, that's Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> but is that, what the, yeah. is that what the reference is supposed to be? Uh, assuming that he had, like, that's what the line is, like... Well, the line like, is, yeah. the line is, uh, Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, like, just, just Phantoms. I'm imagining... Is that that's just, I just assumed it was a movie he was in, I honestly never looked into it. See, the way he showed the line is, like, he said, like, the Phantom, or Phantom, I was like... No. He was not in the Phantom, like, that's Billy Zane. <laughs> that, that would be really funny if that was the case. Phantoms is a movie from 98, and Ben Affleck is in that. See, I would have done the background on this if I had expected you to bring up the Phantom. That's <laughs> really funny. The fa- yeah, Phantoms. It says the plot is 150 dead and 350 missing in the tiny mountain town of Snowfield, Colorado, and that's only the beginning. Oh well, that's not much of a plot. Um, <laughs> What's that? So I feel like you made all this up. No. I, also, I, I, I like this way better with Jay getting this wrong and making him. I know that actually. I kind of wish that was the case. That is actually really funny. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, so really the number one movie, Superman 4, Quest for Peace? No, it's not that either. What, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's The Dark Knight, obviously. Yes. Uh, so its total score was 202. It, that's based on a 94% Rotten Tomatoes score. Okay. An adjusted box office of $612 million. Remake necessity of a 9.73, meaning that it's very close to a 10, meaning it should absolutely never be remade. <laughs> and the rewatchability is a 9.27. That's fair. This all checked yeah. out. Yeah, that all checks out to me. I mean, there's... um, I, any, Anyone who's listening, if you want to check this out... It's on there. It's like on like the front page of like the the ringer. It's like well, it's gonna be like basically like. Well, you top. know, I'm digging into it. Not right now, but I'm going through. Yeah. So that's, um yeah, I mean the top out. ten. I I agree with a bunch of them. I definitely don't agree with all of them. Um, I don't know. Now, see, it's hard to say egregious per se because it's not a hundred percent subjective. Some of it is obviously objective in that they pulled the box office numbers. Like the higher, the more money it made, the higher it's going to be up on this list, right? Sure. So you can't argue with that. It could have been the worst movie ever made, but if it made five times more than any other movie ever, it would be up in the top ten. You know yeah, I mean? like I like I like Spider Man. Um, I really like Spider Man too, but I I don't. If you're gonna put, I only think one of those belongs in the top ten. If you're gonna do this, and I feel like, um, yeah, maybe I guess so. But, but again, it's based on box office too. You know, I was gonna I mean? say that, well, that's that's the thing though. The box office for the first one is probably is probably really pulled it up, right? Because I mean, that was like the like when these these movies started like really working. Uh, well, I mean, it's got a lower adjusted box office than Dark Knight, hmm. um, but not that much lower. Five fifty. Yeah. The total score is pretty close. Though. I mean, like um, its remake and rewatchability is lower, but not that much lower. The remake necessity is a nine, so that's you know. It's Do we get into because... negative numbers if they've remade the movie already? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man Two, like they're like in, like, the 40s or something like right. that. Uh, other things I found kind of interesting, Dark Knight Rises was ranked number 12. Again, that's got to be mostly on the strength of the box office because that movie is not nearly as good as Batman Begins, which is significantly lower on this list. Oh, well, yeah, that is interesting. Um, Civil War is ranked several spots against the Winter Soldier, and uh, above the Winter Soldier, and I think the Winter Soldier is the best or second best Marvel movie that's been made. Yeah, we disagree on that. I know we do, but um, I love that movie, and even if you don't necessarily love it per se, it is a quality movie, like, objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, Age of Ultron, they, like, pan it in, like, the write-up of it, but it's still ranked number 19. That's, again, a lot larger than the box office. Sure. And then what? you have movies that, like, just have, like, no business. Like, some of these movies probably don't even, like, Suicide Squad made the top 50. Like, that has no business being anywhere near this list. Oh, yeah, that's rough. What, but again, that's being pulled up by box office, you know what I mean? What just makes the cut? What's the, what's number 50 on the list? Number 50, the scores overall were tied. 50 and 49 were Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman. Gotcha. I hate Batman vs. Superman, and it's way better movie than Suicide Squad. Like, they don't yeah. deserve to be anywhere near. The ones that just missed the cut, like, the next ones in, uh, they had, like, honorable mentions... Were sorry, I don't know why they did this this way. They're number nine, 85 through 91. I don't know what happened with 86 <laughs> or 84. Who the fuck did this? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Nope. There was a scroll thing at the bottom. 
That yeah. was really stupidly User dumb. error. <laughs> it was. Um, well, because it was like like really tiny at the bottom of the page. Yeah. Um, so 51 through 60 were Amazing Spider-Man 2. I actually thought that was on the list. That's fine. Uh, Blade 2. Blade 2 should have been in the top 50. Oh, yeah. Blade was good. Um, Hancock. Sky High. Original Blade. X-Men Apocalypse. The Rocketeer. Oh my god, The Rocketeer. <laughs> I've heard that VHS. very little about it. Um, Batman the Movie. I didn't realize that didn't make the cut. That's weird. Batman... Oh, sorry, that's the 1966 one. Okay. Um, X-Men Origins Wolverine and Dread. Wait, where was Dread? What's that? Where was Dread on the list? Number 60. Wow. Well, I guess like I guess if you're going along those lines of like those stats to put yes. it where it needs to go. Was I guess it was I got to look something up now because I'm I want to say Billy Zane was in the Rocketeer. <laughs> well, you want to know what number 74 was? It's the Phantom. The Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, hang on. I I got to I got to pull this up. Number 84 Superman 4 the Quest for Peace. No, he wasn't in that. I was wrong. What, what, what was it? Number 84? It was Superman 4 The Question Piece, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, but like, there's other movies that make it on here. Like, Spider-Man 3 doesn't deserve to be on I gotta top. say, like, I, I know there's a lot of superhero movies, but when you told me uh, up front that there was like a list of the top 50 superhero movies, I was like, are there that many? And then <laughs> and now you're telling me about the people in the 80s and there's 90s. At least 90. What's that? There's at least 90, yeah. Both Hellboys made it onto the top 50, and I'm happy about That's cool. I Flash remember, remember Lightning. Flash Gordon's number 43. Nice. Nice. Uh-huh. I have to bring that up because that's, uh, that's going to come up again later. Is it now? Yep. That's a promise. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds more like a threat. <laughs> Jesus. You can read into that however you want. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm going to have to dig further into that list. That is. Yeah, so if you guys really... are fans of this and superhero stuff in general, check it out. I think we should probably be done with that topic for now, though. We spent longer than I expected. Yeah, we're good. Uh, moving on to the new <laughs> Star Wars trilogy. Um, so, the new Star Wars trilogy? Hmm. So, uh, I texted you earlier this week when I read it for the first time that um, the director of 8 is being tapped to, to lead the charge on a new trilogy. Yes. Uh, outside of the Skywalker scope. Yep. Uh, new part of the galaxy. Yep. Never before seen. Is that... Are all these true statements? Well, I'm looking at the actual press release on StarWars.com. Okay. Uh, there will be a brand new Star Wars trilogy. The first of which he is set to write and direct with longtime collaborator Ram Bergman on board to produce. Uh, they gave him some props here, saying that he conceived and realized a powerful film of which Lucasfilm and Disney are immensely proud, and in shepherding this new trilogy, which is separate from the episodic Skywalker saga, Johnson will introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never before explored. Which is really... That, that's, it's, it's interesting, and it raises a lot of questions, and I, I'm, I will naturally be excited about it because it's Star Wars. Um, yes. What really excites me, though, is is announcing this ahead of episode 8 and how happy they are with him. Yeah, there's a few things with that. One, there's the automatic, well, this means that they fucking love episode 8, which right. hopefully means we love episode 8. Right. 
Um, two, this is something that I kind of had almost forgot about it in, like, in the back of my mind that I've been thinking for about a year now. It's a little odd that they haven't announced what's coming next after episode eight, episode nine, uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and the, as of yet, still unnamed, untitled, unrevealed other Star Wars story that they're, they've promised us. Right. But it was getting down to the time where we should have started hearing what the next step was, even if it's way out on the horizon. Yeah. We're not in release dates. That's not important. It's just what's coming next because they made it pretty clear that they didn't want to leave big gaps in between. Right. Whether we get a Star Wars movie every year or not, or maybe there would be a year break in between, I did feel like we would start to hear, if not an initial announcement the way this was, kind of rumblings of what they're thinking. Right. And we get the announcement of this trilogy, as well as they've released, They just we discussed in last week's episode, I think it was, the uh, standalone Disney streaming service, mm-hmm. and the potential acquisition of 21st Century Fox. They've announced on that, they've fully realized now what their Disney streaming service is going to be, and announced alongside of that, that there will be a live-action Star Wars TV show that goes on that streaming service. Right. I figured that was coming. Well, especially with Star Wars Rebels is wrapping up this year. It's going to finish for good, so... Right. You know, uh, I'm curious. Like, I would... I'm okay. I know, like, for them it makes sense, obviously, for there not to be a gap, right? And for them to just to just ride this as long as they can and, and pull in absurd amounts of money. For me, I would like... I do like the gap. Like, when we had... You know, before we got episode one, we had a lot of time. Before we got episode seven, we had a lot of time. And it, that feeling of going to the movies to see Star Wars episode seven, like, yep. was so unreal. And if there is not going to be another gap, we're not going to get that feeling again. That's probably true. Um, it'll become more like our experiencing of the Marvel uh, movies, right? Where right. it becomes now... If they do it once a year, we'll still get a more special feeling than we get with Marvel, where they release three or four or five a year. Sure. Um, but I think it would probably serve them well to maybe give a year, at least a year gap, right? Yeah. At Especially least. if they kind of release, if they release that show in that time frame, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that could be that could be a good a good way to push it off even further. Like, still release some new Star Wars content, but like give us a uh, you know some time before the next feature film that's gonna blow me away and they're not gonna give us a 10-year gap but a year or two might do might serve to be like you know what we kind of took for granted that we've had this back and it's been back in our lives every year for the last six years right when's that coming back yeah (laughs) exactly Uh, the other thing about this too i I kind of uh as like a post note to um the firing of colin trevorrow and the bringing back of jj abrams for episode nine um everyone was clamoring Ryan Johnson, why are you throwing your hat in the ring for episode nine? Why aren't you gonna do this? I think this shows you why, and he wasn't able to talk about it because he was like, "Listen, I love making episode eight. I don't know if I can do nine. I don't know if it works out because obviously this didn't just come up out of nowhere. They had to have been working on sure. this for a while, and he didn't want to tip off that this was in the works. I guess in his answers, right? And it makes it, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I I really do wonder what they'll do with this though. Like, how do you make something fit? And have the same 
a new I, I'm excited about the concept of a new trilogy because that means we're gonna get these characters that we can get behind for a while and we can dig into their stories and get excited about whatever backgrounds they have that will slowly be revealed to us over time. We're getting that right now with these new characters. I love it. That's the that that's fantastic. I, I do enjoy the one off movie. Rogue One was cool for that. Um, this story has a beginning, middle, and end, and it is in one film, and that's it. That's cool. Um, there was, as I mean, as we had, we've talked about Rogue One in the past. We did an episode on it. It was. I'm not saying it was bad by any means. It just, it's not, it, it's not my favorite, and it's not even close for me. Um, and I wonder. I'm, I'm hoping. I, I don't think that it's the that it is a. Uh, the Skywalkers and that storyline that does it for me. It is something about the universe that I really love because I'll, I'll play like, you know, Knights of the Old Republic and, you know, these, these absurd games and I'll, I'll love them because of the, of the, the way they fit into the universe. They have like that certain pull. What will make this new trilogy do that? Um, well, the idea in theory here, right, is if you distill it down, what they want to do with this trilogy, I would assume, is give you the best parts of Rogue One where it's a whole bunch of people you never heard of doing things in Star Wars land, essentially, but remove the connection points of Darth Vader and Death Star and this and that, right? Right. And see if that... I mean, it's almost like a science experiment, right? Like, we know that Skywalkers work... You know that Rogue One works minus the Skywalkers, but it's like at arm's length from the Skywalker. Like you can still reach out and touch it, mm-hmm. but it's separate and it's its own thing. Can we do something that's completely different? But that's like you know, it's like in the other room from the Skywalker. It's like right. you know it's around there, but you can't see it, you can't touch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you? If you had to get, do you have a guess for what you think the time frame of the movie will be? Like where in our world of Star Wars does it take place? I would think that the best thing for them to do, well, the thing that would make the most sense to me, is to go deep into the past. Yeah. Like where it's like a longer a longer time ago in that same galaxy. (laughs) A long, long, long time ago (laughs) in a galaxy far, far, far away. Right. Um, Well, I mean, think about it. Like, there's a lot of untapped stuff from the canon in the past that whether they've wiped it completely clean or just kind of, like, tweaked it and trimmed around the edges or whatever. I mean, they could do... Well, they're saying unexplored, so I guess maybe that would mean that the Old Republic would be off. Right, that's kind of what I wonder. Because Republic game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, Although that game is not canon. You sure? I'm pretty sure that got axed. Oh, well, because the game is still running, it's still active, so I thought that it was still canon. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it. I could be wrong on that, but I'm, I, I feel like it's not. I, if it's not, then that's that makes that statement work, right? Yeah. So, um, I do feel like that makes sense. I, I think that could work, and it would be awesome because, like I said, I love. I, if you you played those games too, right? Knights of the Republic. No, I haven't played Knights actually. Um, but that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the MMO game. Oh you know, no, I know that that's still going on. Uh, but I. So like that that game like I, that's that old game that I'm talking about that had that that draw for me like it it felt the same as seeing a Star Wars movie after so many years like it was so cool like it was really well done and I really enjoyed it I and I think that that's a possibility and that would be really cool if they did that I also think another possible route would be to go I don't know how we obviously don't know where nine ends but if we get jettisoned into the future 
See, the future is dangerous because it can't collide with wherever they're going to go. I imagine that assuming episode 8 and 9 are successful, we'll get... And again, this may be one of those, it'll take 5 or 10 years before we do it. Right. But I assume we'll get an episode 10, 11, 12 if 8 and 9 are successful. Maybe. Right? Yeah, it's possible. Um, So it's dangerous going into that sort of thing. So that's why I think the past is safer in this case. Probably. There's so many big events that we... Like the forming of the Old Republic, the ancient Jedi-Sith War... Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian Wars, you know what I mean? Like, those are all yeah, things... Yeah, there could be some really cool stuff. The Mandalorian Wars were apparently a whole big thing that took a long time. Like, that's right for a trilogy of movies, you know what I mean? Sure. I mean I, so, that would be where I would think they might go. Yeah, I, I'm very... I'm excited to see what happens. Oh, me too. I mean, with the, that and the show, I'm excited. I'm slightly, slightly cautiously excited, sure. but I, I'm excited for them... Um, I'm just not going to get too worked up about them because they're so far out. You know what I mean? Right. I, I will right say now what my mind is on episode eight. And yeah. It's on Solo, so. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, and and the fact that episode eight, like just like we said before, like what this means, like the the uh, the um, what they're saying by by bringing this guy on for these three movies, like that's oh, that that just I'm very very happy. <laughs> well, considering they they fired directors of two movies that they were making, um. And then they tripled down on this one. <laughs> yeah, not double down, triple down yeah. on this guy. Um, it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, right. I uh, I'm now glad that I bought three separate showtimes for this film. <laughs> hey, you bought a third now? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going Thursday with you, Friday with you, and Sunday with my family. <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm, I guess I'll see it a third time too because I'm sure I'll see it with my family, or at the very least with my dad too. Um, yeah. But we just haven't bought the tickets. Taking my dad for his birthday. That's what's so going on Sunday. <laughs> awesome well uh obviously more on that as things unfold shall we go to the shire (laughs) yes what's what is going on here i so so the way just to give people a little background the way this works uh al and i get on a call a little bit earlier before the show we talk about a few things that we want to get in and i try to get some information out of al without going too deep into what he wants to talk about because i like to do it fresh here Uh, i feel like it's it comes out better if like if we haven't pre- like discussed it in advance. But the reason I get these talking points from is so that I can write the little intro to give you a hint of where we're going. He mentioned the Lord of the Rings, and my mind went wild. <laughs> Wait, so you haven't heard about this at all? No. <laughs> so the funny thing is, like, well, so like the Star Wars thing, um, like you texted me a couple days after they announced it, I guess, right? Uh, or a day or two or whatever. Or mm-hmm. Maybe it was 12 hours. Like, I don't remember. It was, I just know been, that I had It could have been, been a couple hours, like, yeah. It, what's that? It could have been a, a few hours after. But go it might have been a few hours. The point is, like, I had fully reconciled myself with what was going on. Like, I was already firmly, like, involved with that story. So, the Lord of the Rings thing, though, has been in the news for at least a week or two. Okay. So, it came up as initially as a report that Amazon was trying to buy the rights to do a TV show, a live-action show, Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Then it came up that the story was Amazon and Netflix were bidding for the rights. Oh, dang. So they officially announced um, yesterday, the day before, that Amazon won the bidding. They have a mega deal, as this says in this headline on Mega on, deal. <laughs> this headline on deadline. Yes, I walked myself right into that. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon sets the Lord of the Rings TV series in mega deal with multi-season commitment. Okay. So they purchased the rights, um, said to be close to two hundred and fifty million dollars. 
to acquire global TV rights to Lord of the Rings based on fantasy novels by J.R.R. Tolkien. They've given a multi-season commitment, uh, with, which also includes an option for a potential spin-off. So they... The, uh, it will be produced by Amazon Studios in cooperation with the Tolkien Estate and Trust, HarperCollins, which are the publishers, and New Line Cinema, which is a division of Warner Brothers. New Line is the production company that oversaw the actual Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. Um, so, no details about the deal were disclosed, but it's believed to be dwarfing any TV series packed to date with a whopping price tag attached. Amazon, Netflix, and HBO had been approached by the Tolkien estate, who had been shopping the project. This is just for the rights, 200 to $250 million before any cost of development, talent, production. Holy God. Yeah. Supposedly, this has been on the heels of Amazon being rumored to try to make their Game of Thrones genre, IP, right. biggest fucking thing on television. That's I- what they've been... Looking I for often, looks like got. I often daydream of what my life would be like with Amazon money. <laughs> right? Like, let me just, let me just. I just peel off a couple hundred million to uh, buy Lord I'm of the Rings. Yeah, I'm just gonna buy Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Who do I talk to about this? I'm not gonna yes. do anything with it. I'm just gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> just buy the ability to do things, right. not buy things. Just the ability. To <laughs> I love those Lord of the Rings movies. I own those. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't own the movies. They just own the ability to make something. <laughs> it's going to be set in Middle Earth. It will explore new storylines preceding Tolkien's The Fellowship of the Ring. There are going to be some creative restrictions imposed by the rights holders on what can and can't be done. Interesting. So, what is heavily rumored is that this will be attempting to, in some way, adapt the Silmarillion. Right. Because that's by far the most complete of his extended works. I think what we do is they, they've, they've spent so much money on this that now the, they're only going to hire one actor. They're just going to hire Andy Serkis, and he's going to play everybody. <laughs> and <laughs> I, mean, I would 100% watch that show. <laughs> that dude, both his physical ability to do the motion capture, and uh, he's got a few voices up his sleeve. Right. I respect that guy. He's carved out quite conditional. I say you're five episodes in before you start to expect anything is up. (laughs) 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 That's how talented that guy is. Andy Serkis needs to be in more things. Yeah, I agree. He's already in everything, but he needs to be in more things. So, I mean, okay, that's cool. I gotta say, I'm still recovering (laughs) from our trilogy watch. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I... I'm not ready for this. Like I put, I have Shadow of Shadow of Mordor. What's the not the new one? What's the old game that came out? Was it Shadow of Mordor? Yeah. I have that game and I threw it in like a few months ago, and I I started playing for like ten minutes because it's like oh I'm gonna go back to this game. I've I've owned it and I haven't gone back to play it in a while. I never finished it, so I was like oh, let me let me hop into it. I threw it and I started playing with it and I was like, no. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> and I just ejected the game and I walked away. <laughs> I was I watched most of Fellowship the other day. Yeah, you got issues, man. I know. I I shrugged it right off. Since since we watched all those, I've watched all of them several times. I can't. I can't even handle you. It, I was the only one that didn't fall asleep. 
I fell asleep for like five minutes. It's, hey, I didn't. <laughs> Maybe it was that five minutes of recovery time that you had <laughs> that I mean, reset the clock for you. I can quote now probably get 75% of the total lines of all three movies. Yeah, that's terrible. I probably could tell you about five characters' names. What's more concerning is I can also hit about 60% of the musical cues. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, man. So we're going to have to start a Patreon. I can start humming what music cue will start next. <laughs> we're going to start a Patreon, and we're going to fund the one-man show. <laughs> that is you <laughs> performing the Lord of the Rings. You're going to give a circus a run for his money. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's going to be great. Amazon's going to be looking to you next. I could use some of that Amazon money. I'm pretty sure I called you an ent in a previous episode. <laughs> Did I? I don't know. I have to that go back to the list of things I've called Al. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, that's kind of cool. Uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see where that goes. We're, man, we're living in a world where there's going to be a Lord of the Rings TV show and a Star Wars TV show. How cool is that? Right, like it's just like they're they're not like their own property. Anymore. They're just a new genre. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. That's crazy. Um, I'm going to give you the movie pass check-in now. Still works? Uh, very concerned. I didn't use it this week. Ah. So I don't know if it's over. <laughs> because I promise you, like as I've said before, <laughs> at some point this is going to be taken away from me. And you can <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts, so I'm going to really try to use it this weekend. <laughs> To prepare well, for next I mean, week's yeah, episode. Like you have the ability to use it for Justice League and or murder on the Orient Express, right? Yeah, so. exactly. As long as I don't see them in the same day. Which probably won't. You don't know me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I do. Yeah. Um, I probably. I saw The Foreigner and I saw something else that day. So you're going to use it one of the three times you go to see Star Wars? So here's the thing. I already bought those tickets. So I will <laughs> definitely use it one of the four times that I go to see Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> one of the five to ten times I go to see it. It's going to be like Thursday night. And we're like, you know what I should do? <laughs> I'm going to go see Star Wars. Um, yeah, anyway, movie pass. Hopefully it still works. We'll find out. I'll let you know next week. By then I should have used it again. Um, do you have any other news stories that you want to speak to before we get into this? Okay, I've got something to bring up right before we get into this. Uh, it is very related. Uh, we talked about Kevin Smith a little bit earlier, and I need to share with you this Instagram post of his, which was just, I love Kevin Smith, and this is just, this is exactly why. Um, so he he sent a post, which is a screenshot of a Vanity Fair article, and I'm going to read that article to you now, uh, or the portion of it that he uh, that he posted. It says, it was Hemsworth's idea to cut his hair and destroy the hammer. Moves, uh, moves that YTT, whom Hemsworth describes as also being sick of old Thor, wholeheartedly endorsed Hemsworth credits Kevin Smith, whom he once heard ba- bashing the Thor franchise on a podcast for inspiring him to speak his mind to Faye. It goes on a little bit. Uh, hearing someone like Smith, who represents the fanboy world, was such a kick in the ass to change gears. Hemsworth says, we sort of had nothing to lose. People didn't expect what we did. People didn't expect what we did with it this time around. Um... So that's a screenshot that he posted on Instagram with a comment, holy shit, dot, 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 Chris Hemsworth knows my name. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, that's just so Kevin Smith. <laughs> I love it. Uh, see that sort of like 
weird intersection between like the different things that you like. What's that? It's like it's cool to see that yeah. weird intersection of the different things that you like. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Um, the internet's a crazy place, Al. It sure is. Uh, anyway, uh, it, he uh, Kevin Smith goes on in his comment to say um, that he loved it, and uh, obviously because this movie is awesome. It sure is. We mentioned it earlier. We're at a. Uh, uh, an hour later, <laughs> but this, we're we're gonna get into this. This movie, they they did it like they they figured out what to do with Thor. Yeah. Um, Thor, the first Thor movie, good movie. The second one, okay, fine, enjoyed it. I don't know. I'm gonna say I love it. So I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch that over another Marvel movie. This one, I will be going back to over and over again. So my my uh, estimation of the three movies is the first Thor movie, okay. Mm-hmm. Second Thor movie, not good. Third Thor movie, top three Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just... <laughs> like, well, it's funny because I know we talked about it a few months ago. I think it was on an episode. Like, I've never before said the sentence, I'm looking forward to that new Thor movie. Right. And I was looking forward to this one because it looked fucking awesome and it lived up to it big time. Like, this, the, the movie opens making you laugh. Yes. And... It's like it, it, it's not clear to you in that moment. You're just thinking, okay, like they, they've they've gotten comfortable. They know how to make jokes now. They know how to work them into this this world and make you laugh. That's great. Um, it becomes pretty clear, like another you know ten minutes in that no, this is not just like we're not just like throwing some humor in. We're resetting the tone. It's a full on comedy movie, and it is it is, and it's it's amazing. It's an action comedy movie. <laughs> I laughed. Way too hard, and where but when we get into spoiler territory, there was a point where I lost my breath for a little while, and I was having a hard time recover and recovering. And we're gonna get to it. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, and I said this to you last night when we were talking about or earlier today, I forget. Um, I really wish I could have found a way to see this movie again before beforehand, because yeah. I'm definitely going to forget a whole bunch of things that should be mentioned, like just. Stupid funny lines, like where we do that thing where we just throw out our funny oh, lines yeah. at each other. Like, I mean, like, Absolutely. there were so many funny lines, so many funny slapstick like things that happen, like just like visually, like visual gags and stuff like that. Like, I'm gonna forget so many of them. Hopefully, you'll bring some up that I'm losing, and I'll bring up some that you're losing, and like, we'll turn this into some sort of like mishmash of like the greatest hits of this movie because it is hysterical. It yeah. ranks up there, right up there with the two Guardians movies as far as. Just raw comedy, like it may be the funniest one of the of the three. That's that's actually when I came out of the theater. That's what I thought to myself. I was like, oh, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like this is this is the comedy set for these for these series of films. And I was like, nah, I don't know. Like this <laughs> this one was pretty great. So and even though this one's Taika Waititi and not James Gunn who did the the two Guardians movies, you can clearly see that's at least in part what he modeled it after. Right. In part, it's not an out and out rip rip off of it, but yeah. there's clearly influences of that where they're trying to incorporate the whole, the way the cosmic MCU is supposed to look. Right. Um, and like I said from the time of the trailers, oh, it's thematic, with music and it's cosmic and it's comedy, like all these things. Those are all Guardians things, and it's good that it's not a rip off of those things. Just clearly, pleasantly inspired by. Agreed. Because it definitely was still also a Thor movie. It didn't play like a Guardians movie. I mean, there was a team-up aspect of it, but it, I didn't feel like I was watching Guardians with different characters. Right. Yeah, it was it, definitely. And I'm curious, like, it, it kind of um, it pushes Doctor Strange out a little bit 
by being so funny because like it and guardians are now like they're they're in the cosmic like set of these movies and they're hysterical doctor strange had its funny moments but it's uh, it's it's not in the same vein obviously as these two, as these these three movies no it's funny too because strange is in this movie for yeah brief and, brother, by the way that was mentioned in the lead up to like that was yeah. in the news that he was going to be in this movie we knew that well it's also uh, well, Thor was in the post credit on Doctor Strange, right? Actually, a bit of that post credit was actually what we saw on screen. Right. In this yeah, movie. It's, yeah. So it's not really whatever. It's not. It's not a spoiler. Um, no. It's cool though because like he, it, like he's very you know, straight faced and going about his business. And there's some aspect of that that is also extremely humorous in the setting. Yeah, like it works. It just works really well. Well, it's funny too because you can look at. Strange and Thor as kind of almost like a before and after mm-hmm. because it's like Strange acquired the personality or I want to bring that up actually later on but he acquired kind of the role that Thor had had previous to this movie and even actually it started with Ultron mm-hmm. um, where he Strange feels the weight of the world on him yeah, and Thor has but that's a new position for him and Thor in this movie has clearly learned to not let that get to him. You know what I mean? Right. The weight of the world no longer is weighing him down. He's found a way to balance it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of funny to see those two face off where it's like, not that there was ever really an acknowledgement of that per se, but in my mind, that that's how I viewed it. Watching their interaction was, it's funny, like that kind of dry, imperious, Super serious, like character is now strange, whereas it had kind of been Thor before this. Right. Um. I got yeah. I, I'm I'm trying to. I was trying to say something without getting you know into spoiler territory. I I don't have anything other to say than if you're if you're on the fence, you're just get off of it and go see the movie. Yeah, if you <laughs> so heard by the previous Thor movies, don't. This is like it's completely different. Like, yeah, like if you like if you like Guardians. Then go see this movie. If you didn't like Guardians, I don't really don't know what why you're here. Yeah, if you don't like Guardians, then you're not really in what <laughs> they're doing with Marvel right now. So you're not <laughs> judgment passed. Anyway. <laughs> All right, um, the veil is lifted. We're getting into spoiler territory. We're no, we're not holding back any further. Um, I got, dude. As I mentioned before, like what, the movie starts off making me laugh. Right, he's in when he's in this cage and he's talking to this skeleton. Like just him talking, I was like, oh cool. This is just a fun little narration. Like this is, and that's how it was pitched in the trailer. He's yeah. narrating that scene, like he's narrating it to the viewer, uh, and then, and then you realize, no, no, he's talking to the dead person in the cell with him. How long's Thor been here? Yeah, <laughs> which is what runs through my mind. And then, uh, so like we get like, like forcefully thrown into this movie as like the the cage breaks and he drops out and he's going down that that chain, and th- that's the point where I was like, okay, this is funny. And like I said, like I don't, I don't expect it to be this way the whole time. They're just, they're, you know, they're, they're getting, they're getting a, a couple chuckles in up front, getting people loose, loosened up for it the did, movie. It did feel like the type of thing that was going to exist for that scene, and they were going to kind of mostly leave it by the wayside after right. that. But I'm then, but then he starts spinning on the chain. That's what really first got me first, like too, was him. Oh, sorry, I'm not yeah. doing this. I'll and just and they, around, man. they totally went the Family Guy route. They did it. It was funny. They did it a second time. 
Yep. Okay, they did it a third time, and then I just started laughing uncontrollably. Yep. <laughs> just really, just really well done. And then, and but like, there's almost there's there's points where like it's too much shtick, but it's it still works. It's still funny. Like he he's like he's said something like he's gonna get his hammer right now, but he doesn't time it right, and yep. like it just it, and he's like, oh, I really thought I had that right. Uh, hang on one second, <laughs> and then finally it comes through, and it just. It just had me cracking up in that opening scene. It's like they took all the best parts of Thor, Guardians, and Deadpool. Right. Because <laughs> the shtick stuff, like that stuff, that's very Deadpool. Yeah, for sure. But I, it's just... It, it, and it's funny because like the... So we got that, and that, that's great, and that's what makes this movie good. The overall story is okay. It's nothing spectacular, but... You know, the, it's not spectacular, but it was still probably one of the better stories of Marvel. I guess... I don't know. I guess maybe they they all it's not really I, I don't know. Uh it's just it didn't the story is, is is okay to me but like this movie is fantastic. Well, I guess it's the point of like the movie being coherent, like the plot being coherent. Yeah. Even though there was a lot going on, it kind of followed you know. And I guess also it's kind of like the uh it's the character outing, you know what I mean? It's about like hey, let's see what these people are all about. Let's like let's see what they're doing. Like like let's watch some growth and struggle amongst these characters right. as they try and figure out the world around them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because Thor coming to terms with who he has to be, right? Yeah. And Loki, who he has to be, and Valkyrie, who she has to be, and Hulk, who he has to be. Like we're figuring out like these four characters are going to be important going forward, and they're important to the story. And let's let's figure out who they are and where they stand, right? Yeah, hey, yeah, like you're right. The um, it was it's funny. They they go to Asgard or the first time we get there, and uh, it's not um, Heimdall who's at the gate. It's what's his name? Scourge. Scourge. And it's really it's funny because the way that they, that that happened, it didn't dawn. I don't know what it was about the scene. It didn't dawn on me that like he'll be back later, and there's gonna be a reason he's not there. It felt very much like oh. I guess they couldn't get Idris for this movie. Like that, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what was going on. Like it just didn't, it just didn't register as like it was something that actually there was a reason behind it until later when they bring him up again that he's on the run. Like in the way that they couldn't get like Jamie Alexander to be Sif in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, apparently she was supposed to be in it, but I guess because she's got her show, like there wasn't time, like she couldn't, like her like schedule conflicted with it. Gotcha. Yeah, that's fine. Things happen. I but I mean, it's just funny because like they mention him, so like at first, like I said, I didn't think it, I didn't think he would be actually be making an appearance. I thought they were just like giving it odd. No, like just accept it. He's not here. No, the way he's things stand, you can't have a Thor movie without him being in it in some way because that dude's story is not over. Oh no. Absolutely not. That, but that's why. Uh, also, part of why it was weird to me. Well, especially well for two things. One, the the fact that they got him to be in Ultron for that brief scene, um, how important he is for the finding of the Infinity Stones, and then further, uh, if you subscribe to any of people's theories about the collection of the Infinity Stones, um, Heimdall has a pretty important part to play. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation that he may have one of them. Right. Which, let's talk about that for two seconds. Like, there was no infinity, no new infinity stone in this movie. I thought this was going to be the one. 
know what I mean? The one where they talk about that? Where we find, discover, whatever, acquire the last... Because I think there's one missing or two missing at this point. Oh, I don't remember. That's that's the other thing. It's like, I feel like every time one of these movies comes out, I need to go back and rewatch them, but we're rapidly approaching the point where there's not enough time between movies for me to see them all. Well, see them all, certainly not. Uh, no, but the, just for the, the fact that um, there's only one more new Marvel release that's coming out between now and the first Infinity Wars, and that's Black Panther, and that wouldn't necessarily be the one I expect to have a new Infinity Stone in. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because I think there's supposed to be six total. Uh-huh. The five, the five on each knuckle, and then the one in the in middle. The middle of the, I think in the middle of the back of the handle. Right? Yeah, I think that's right. How many Infinity Stones are there? <laughs> what? I'm googling it. Ah, uh, well, because we had the the Aether, which was from Thor: The Dark World. We have the Tesseract, which was from Captain America, whatever. There was the one from the staff that ended up on Vision's head. Right. And then there was the one from Guardians of the Galaxy. And so there's two missing. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Six. considering how important Thor is to all that, and the fact that we see a fake Infinity Gauntlet in the vault, the vault, which actually I thought that was kind of a cool little scene. Yeah. Where she goes, ah, oh, most of this is fake, and you see the Infinity Gauntlet, and she <laughs> smacks it off to the yeah. ground. Like, <laughs> well, it's funny. That's a. Uh, I actually have a note about this about retconning the gauntlet in in uh, Odin's. Uh, what was it? Uh, his his vault. Yeah, because there's uh, I didn't know this. Uh, this is not an observation that I had. I I found I saw I read it in one like a random article that like people were annoyed by the fact that it's there in a background shot in the original Thor movie and it's mm. never been addressed. And that was like a really really funny fan service quick way of doing that. I guess so. And I think that's really cool. <laughs> Fake <laughs> and knocks it off the thing. Yeah. Well, I mean. This- Jive with everything that was going on, considering he like the, the trophy room was like how important it was, like having the things like that was important in Thor one, and this one with him acquiring like the crown of Surtur or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I, I guess maybe the two gems will come up in the next one. I don't really know. We'll see. I mean, in, in like within the context of and the the next Avengers movie, but we'll see. I mean, Infinity Wars is going to be split to two things, so maybe they find one in that, and then the last one isn't discovered until the second part? Possible. Or maybe it's found... In some movie between the next... comes between them Yeah, which is very possible. But the thing is, there was... There's only going to be one movie after that next year. There's Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, right? Uh, I think so. Then that's the last one for 2018, and I don't know what the release schedule of 2019 is. I think Captain Marvel's supposed to come out, but I don't know if that's before or after or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. I'm sure whatever they do, it'll work out. <laughs> I guess I just expected that one of them would show up in this one because it's Thor and it's cosmic. and Yeah. Whatever. Well, I mean, they, they also, you know, there was a lot of emphasis on the Hamdell character, like, later on in the movie, so it's it's... There, it could just be set up like getting you there. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but we get our we get our Doctor Strange after we after we leave Asgard. Um, and as we mentioned before, it's, it's just it's just fun because like he's he's totally taken on the character at this point. Like he like he's gone through the transition of the first movie and like he's fully accepting who he is and his role now. And. It's so outlandish to Thor, but he's just like going about his business and like 
popping in and out of parts of the room and filling up his beer and it's they do it in such a funny way like when he's when thor just keeps getting tossed and tossed from room to room and he's drinking but he's also like getting drunk and falling and not and like just getting frustrated with this guy that's bouncing around the room it was really comical i'm like spilling the beer all over the place and looks like he's getting nauseous and might throw up and like you know all of that stuff yeah sorry my phone is ringing what is that it's a house phone yes we still have a house phone in 2017 that was <laughs> that ringtone, though. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's got like a little jingle to it. I don't know. Oh, also, sorry. Um, while you're talking about Doctor Strange, I realized that we both suck. There was Doctor Strange in his movie. That was one of the stones as well. The Eye of Agamotto. Didn't you say that? No, I didn't. Oh. That's one of them. So there were only are missing one. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Uh. We got the the purple one that was in Guardians. Yep. We got the blue one, the time gem. Tesseract. Tesseract. Space gem is Doctor Strange. Yep. Power gem. The yellow one. That's wait. What are you? Are you looking at the comics or the movies? Because they are. They name them different things. Uh, I am looking at the comic. Yeah. Let's see. Infinity stones. How many Infinity Stones have been found? <laughs> there you go. Great top Google search. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> the Complete Novice's Guide <laughs> to Infinity Stones. The Verge. Anyway, that yellow one is in is in um, Vision's head. Is that yellow? I thought it was orange. Uh, oh, it looks yellow in this, in this picture of Vision here. Um, I'm scrolling through. All right, the Tesseract is the Space Stone. Yep. Uh, Aether's Reality Stone. Okay. Uh, where is that one from? That's the Dark World. The Dark World. Right, 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 right. Orb is the Power Stone. That's the purple one. Loki's Scepter is is the Mind Stone, the one that Vision has in his head. Correct. The Soul Stone, not yet seen in films. The Soul Stone of Marvel Comics was a somewhat sentinel creature that could trap souls inside another world. Okay, and the Time Stone, Time Stone, is Doctor Strange. Is Doctor Strange. So that's five that we've accounted for then. Four, five. All right. So no, then I we're said, all I, Yeah. So yeah, there's just just the one. Just all the right. soul. I retract my previous complaint. So. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, it could be. Uh, maybe this will come out of the Black Panther. Or it might be in Infinity War Part 1. I mean, it's very possible. Like, it could also, be. See, that was the thing is, I was like, they can't find two during that movie. You know what I mean? Be, it, it could be like the, like the race to realizing that we have to, like, account for these stones. And then a, a really cool ending to the first part would be the bad guy getting control of the whole thing. Yeah. You know? We'll see. That'll be that'll well, be pretty I, awesome. The race, the race is on. That's what Thor ostensibly was doing. Right. right. That's true. Since, since Ultron. Yeah. Whether or not he knows. I mean, that. he hasn't found any of them other than the Tesseract. But right. He has been looking. I guess not very well. Okay. Now, now, now he's just goofing off. <laughs> he picked up some great jokes along the way, but hasn't really honed his detective skills so well. <laughs> but uh, so when we're from the. From Doctor Strange's uh, lair, we get that we finally get to to see Odin um, when 
he uh, Doctor Strange tosses Loki and Thor. Wait, no, no, we, we can't just gloss over that part. How funny was just the I've reveal been of folding Loki. for thirty minutes? Yeah, I've been folding <laughs> for thirty minutes. <laughs> I really like when you were when they uh, uncover that uh, Loki is just in disguise as Odin, and he's That's holding what I'm his. Saying. Like, yeah. how, like that was something I was talking about with someone today. Was did did Thor know Loki was thinking to be Odin? Before he got there, or was it when he saw that Odin became a hippie that that I, was where it was? It, it all added up for him when he got there. These are these are his detective skills at work. He saw the yeah. Loki statue and he's like, "That's not right." He saw Odin enjoying a play, uh, like eating grapes out of some woman's hand, like that. Like it just didn't work, and he realized what was going on. It, it was the Odin ponytail, the fact that he was wearing leisure robes, right? Like, that's that was great. Like, I've never seen you not in kingly attire or, like, battle armor. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> oh, my God. That's too funny. Like, yeah. that reveal of Loki, which all the way, like, was clever. Like, you know, oh, yeah. well, uh, well, if you are Odin, you'll have no problem catching uh, Mjolnir because I'm the only one who uh, can catch it otherwise. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just conveniently happen to be standing behind you making yeah. sure you're standing in front you of me. You know it'll, it won't stop on its way to my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was great. Also, a brief aside, were you able to pick out or did you look at look at it like the three actors who were in that play? No. One of them was one of them was Matt Damon. Was it, was it really? I just I wasn't paying attention to it at Wait, all. Wait, no, you didn't in the play he's watching, Matt Damon is playing Loki. It's like very obviously Matt Damon in a bad black haired wig. Oh, that's great. And like well, cause like you get a like like they zoom in on him and he's being overly dramatic, but it's like very obviously him. The other two actors are harder to pick out because they had beards on and you wouldn't typically think of them with beards. Okay. So Matt Damon is Loki. <laughs> That's great. Um, Thor was played by the oldest Hemsworth, who a lot of people don't realize exists. I only realized he existed because he's... he looked like him. Yes. Um, he um, was in Westworld, the first season of Westworld. Okay. Um, and I looked him up at the time. I was like, do I know this guy? He seems familiar. And I looked him up. I was like, oh, there's a third Hemsworth. That's yeah. why he looks familiar. Right. Hemsworth um, the third. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that they had him playing Thor. Or the first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's the oldest. Yeah. Um, and Odin was Sam Neill. Sam Neill. That sounds familiar. Jurassic Park. Sam. Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And, and what's his name? Uh, even said after the movie came out that he wished he could have gotten him and Jeff Goldblum into a scene together somehow. Right. And that, like, for the next one, like, even if it was in some, like, retarded way that they did, like, a post-credit, like, he wants to see if he could get Laura Dern and, like, the three of them into a scene together somehow. That would be really funny. That's great. Which I did not know that at all. Since she's in the Disney umbrella now, being mm. that she's going to be in episode eight. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's great i love that i yeah, had no idea cool. see yeah i gotta see this movie again and again and again as i mentioned 12 more times yes <laughs> that's, well, that might be too many times no no you don't know um oh, but, sorry let's get back to the odin thing i know it just took us off on a tangent but those so, that just followed a logical progression you want to talk about going to meet odin for real yeah, so we finally like we get our second our second helping of uh, Sir Anthony. Wait, and sorry. 
How funny was them standing on a street corner watching the old folks' home that he was supposed to be in getting destroyed? That was great. They're just I like swear I, left, I swear I left him here. Right now, you left him on the sidewalk <laughs> or, or in that building, in the place where the building used to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then, and then when the when it's open, the portal is opening up below him, and he's just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> it's like, Not me. <laughs> but that that was great though, as he comes back and like yeah, I've been falling. For thirty minutes, <laughs> and he's like so angry. But uh, we we finally meet um, the real Odin, and what I I, I love Anthony Hopkins. Um, yes. and he plays he plays two roles in this movie. He plays Odin as the impersonated Odin, which is really funny and goofy, and he's aloof. And then you get super serious like way too serious for this movie anthony hopkins but i i think that he is a gem i love him <laughs> well so here's the thing i love anthony hopkins as well um when he was playing real odin whether it be odin who was about to pull a yoda or whether he was playing odin yeah. in the flashback he's very clearly mailing it in <laughs> you think so yeah uh yeah i do um but I think that they got him to do all of that because they promised him that he could fuck off and be Odin the party boy when he's pretending to be Loki. Or when Loki's <laughs> pretending to be him. Right. I don't know. I, I didn't really feel that way at all. Because he having fun in that scene. Yeah, but he... I just thought that, like... I, I, just, I just thought that was just, you know, uh, his his skill as an actor, like, the, the, he playing those two roles in, in both of them. Like, he's, I didn't feel that he was phoning it in. I thought that he was, like, he's he's portraying this character as, as very tired. Uh, his, every line he had was kind of clipped and short, like, you know, okay, like, let's get to the next line, like, let's get to the next line. But okay. that's very, I feel like that's very much what was going on with the character, though. He was dumb. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. He didn't sound tired. He sounded tired of being there. I. It seems intentional to me for the character. Maybe I, I don't know. It didn't seem like like again considering he pulled a Yoda. He didn't sound tired in the way that Frank Oz sounded tired as Yoda. Sure. As in he wasn't speaking in his sentences broken and out of order. <laughs> well, no, more like he didn't sound I know like what you mean. the weight of the world was on him. He sounded like. Uh, I got lunch with someone in an hour. Can we be done with this scene, or? I I I, I don't know. He's never been that uh, uh, that character has never been that sentimental. So it it did seem it just sent, it seemed right to me that like he's like I'm done here. I'm moving. It wasn't on. about sentimentality. It was just like he, like you know what I mean. Like you would figure someone who was about to disintegrate. And be dead after being alive for like a billion years or whatever he's been alive for, like maybe wouldn't be like him. Oh yeah, that's not right. Yeah. Oh no, I'm gonna die. Mm, yeah, you guys gotta go deal with that. I don't I don't know, know. After, after a billion years, I would feel that way. But moving on <laughs> to Hella. So we got our yes. introduction to the sister of the group. The goddess of death. Um, that was. That was cool, and then like big intro, and I mean, again, another thing that uh, is shown in the trailer and probably didn't need to be the breaking of the hammer. That would have been a cool thing to just hold off on, yeah. in- until the movie, right? Um, I mean, and then, I guess I understand why they chose to do it because it's like, why should we take this seriously? Oh, because that thing that no one else can lift or stop 
she caught it and blew it up with her oh, hair. Oh, you broke it. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I, I will say, though, that the joke would have... I probably would have laughed out loud and extensively at the line where he says, um, I lost my hammer, and well, that's still pretty fresh. So yeah. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't feel great or whatever. He said, like, that was really, really funny. But because that I just, had I heard I heard mean, it I guess in the trailer, that just happened like a day or two ago. But, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but just like that was in the trailer, and that took away from it for me. But uh, that still still is a funny line. No, yeah, I, I agree. That was, that was funny. So um, uh, I also kind of liked it was like a kind of a dumb little line, like not like super funny or anything. I just kind of liked the line for whatever reason, where she's like it's the first time she's meeting Thor and Loki, and she goes, "Well, you don't really look like father." You sound like father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, it's funny, like, it, they do a good job with the villain because I, I, I give them a lot of credit for this, especially, like, you know, in the writing and whether it's the original stories and where these characters came from, you know, props to them too. Like, they consistently get, like, these these villains that are, are more and more interesting and powerful. Like, they, they, they have to one-up the last one, right? Otherwise, it's the same movie. Although they still fell for the same thing where, like, yeah. at the end of it, she's done. I, yeah, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be, I just, it's incredible with all of these movies that have come out that they've still managed to at least get close to doing that. Yeah. You know? And it was, it was cool. It's like, okay, how do we make this, an, like, an actual adversary? Oh, let's make the adversary related. And let's give them the same tool set, basically. Like, they, they've come from, you know, they're cut from the same cloth. So it should, it you know, it should, in a way, be a deadlock. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Like, Thor got a never-ending glass of beer, and she got never-ending supply of swords. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win this battle? Um, that was, she had she had some cool, like, powers. That I, I also, that's another thing, like, with these. Great hair. The cosmic great hair, but the cosmic <laughs> movies like you just you just accept these certain like certain things, right? Okay, this character has this weird ass ability, um, and then you, as the movie goes on, you see more and more things that they can do with the ability, but it's never quite clear to you where the limits are, and yeah. I I kind of like that. Well, and they also like kind of built in a good way to do that too, like where Odin says if she ever gets to. Asgard, she's just going to keep getting more power. Like right. She's going to continue to get more powerful. Like She's going to draw her power from the place. Right. And it's like, oh, we see that. Like She's badass, and then she gets there. It's like, oh, she can just fucking kill anyone at any time with very little resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Also, so see, this is the thing. is like I would compare her to Anthony Hopkins. Kate Blanchett looks like she's having fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Which admittedly, I don't know, not that I expected Anthony Hopkins to have fun in the role of dying Odin, but like she looks like she wants to be there. I don't know. Yeah. She just seemed engaged. She she looks like she's having the time of her life. She chewed up the scenery. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. She was menacing and intimidating, but still had a couple of funny lines too, even in a dismissive way. You know. For sure. There, I gotta say, there's uh, the, the infinite void of space is is terrifying to me, and the. That so it makes that scene where they're like on that path to Asgard and like fighting in the in like this rainbow tube and two of them get thrown out of it. That terrifies me. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, where, where are you going? <laughs> what are you doing? 
Which, by the way, they kind of played around with, like, the fact that, like, Thor just shows up on that planet, which name I'm forgetting now. <laughs> Garbage land. Sakaar. 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 <laughs> um, and, like, he shows up and he's like, oh, Loki got here at the same time. He's like, no, nah, I've been here for, like, three weeks, man. Yeah. That was cool. Like, how does that work? <laughs> I love it. I, I just, I love the mystery that's around it. But, again, like, you're just, in this, in this set of movies, you just accept it. Oh, yeah. And, and even, like, the, the Grandmaster says, like, Oh yeah, time works pretty weird here. I'd be like, I don't know, like a million years old or something like that on any other planet. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, just kind of kicking it here. Yeah. <laughs> As a DJ and yeah. Grandmaster with disintegration stick, whatever, whatever other th- weird things that you have. And oh the, god, it's on my stick. shoe. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh it's man. Jeff Goldblum as Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Which. I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm not necessarily a huge Jeff Goldblum fan, but he's pretty damn funny in this. He is even though so he's funny. Being peak Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to get to him a little bit later and my uncontrollable laughter. Um, so we, we, we meet... Ha- we're, so we're on this planet, and we finally get our... Uh, we get our introduction to uh, TK421. As a- <laughs> yes! I'm glad you remember. Okay, so missed opportunity <laughs> to call... Um, what was her the the Valkyrie? What what else did they call her? Uh, it was like Scavenger One Two Four or something yeah. like that. As I, I was telling out earlier, missed opportunity to call her that, um, seeing as how she was not at her post, <laughs> and it would have been amazing. <laughs> like if you just if they just dropped that in there and just never said it again, it's like oh yeah, like we we have the rights to Star Wars too. Just. <laughs> And then and just walked away like that fits with the tone of the movie, <laughs> yeah, like just crossing over the genre, like the um, the IPs there would be really funny. Um, anyway, that character that character was kind of cool. Valkyrie and another another funny like really funny scene, just her walking off the ship, taking a drink of her drink, and just falling sideways. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, what? I was like, where is this character go? Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's that was me the entire movie. <laughs> also, pretty badass. I like that whole like setup thing where she's like set up and then like she can control the guns like with her hands from her. Yeah, ship, there, like. there was some straight up murder in that scene. Oh, she butchered them. That was, <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, but we 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 finally get a. Uh, I love I love our introduction to the Hulk, which again, great great scene. Not as mad about this one anymore. Um, it would have been funny to to see that that line of him being really excited that it's the Hulk coming out of the gate for oh, the cool first thing time. I saw like a little while ago. Like you mentioned the thing about Kevin Smith giving them the idea. Uh, I just saw today. Chris Hemsworth said that the idea for that line came from he was doing like a Make a Wish thing and met with a, a kid who's like a huge Marvel fan, uh-huh. and he was saying like like basically he got that line from the kid like how he was going to handle being excited at seeing Thor. That's awesome. Like, you know, the whole thing. Like, oh, I know him from work. Like, I that, love that. Like, apparently the kid gave him, like, that line. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But that, that that scene was that it is, like, he's he sells that. Like, he looks so happy in that when oh, he realizes that it's him. <laughs> so good. And also, then, I love that his joy is matched by Loki's fear. Yep. Oh, As, yeah. I completely forgot about that. That was amazing. Like, he, he straight up tries to get up and hide in the corner. Yeah. Like he's he's traumatized by being slammed into the ground, yes. By the whole which way to go with doing that scene again, 
and him getting excited about it and being like, now you know how it feels. Like that was so, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> also, was anyone else like a little bit uncomfortable with the fact that Thor didn't get that? It wasn't the words that calmed down the Hulk so much as Scarlett Johansson delivering them. Oh, I loved that. I loved how awkward those scenes were. <laughs> like it was funny, and like the, like I was wondering if they were ever going to do it. And finally, Mark like like Banner's like. Can you, can you stop saying that? Please? Yeah, because he's doing it while he yeah while he's at Banner. That's the like walking through the city streets. Like please 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 stop doing that. He's getting real low. <laughs> like oh like he's singing them along. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, oh my god! But right, right before we get into the arena, we meet uh what's his name Korg. Korg. Which st- who steals the show? I read a lot of things about the Hulk stealing the show. Korg steals the show. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I could remember more of his lines because he had so, like, just like the, the big rock monster and he's like so mild-mannered and yep. like he's got this like like very meek voice and it's just mm-hmm. like funny-ass stupid lines and like yeah. I can barely remember any of them and, and I just remember constant. dying like, every time he opened his mouth. Yeah, every time. Like every, when he's on screen, it's like, get ready, like you're you're gonna like split your side. Like he's, he's hysterical. Like the... Just as something as subtle as like he's just delivering a standard line, like there's no there's no humor in it. But as he's delivering it, a piece of rock falls off of him, and he's like, "Oh, there goes that," and I, like, I lost it. And then he's yeah. and then he's talking to Thor, and you know, walking slowly, and Thor's running, <laughs> running around the room, and like he just so calmly is like, "Yeah, it's a circle. It's it's a weird place." Uh, <laughs> it's it's great, and then you see when Loki's in the room and Thor throws the uh, whatever it was the bottle at him, and it goes through him because he's he's just like it's a hologram or whatever he does his mind games, and he comes running over and he's like, "Screw you, ghost!" <laughs> and he, and he him. Oh man, so that, that, funny. That would have been the funniest one. Yeah, he just comes, he's just like he's like running, trying to like drop kick him basically, yeah, and he's yeah. just like. Screw you, Nelson! Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, hey guys, you want to join our rebellion? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean I don't mean to jump ahead. I have to right now though because we're on the topic of him. But when at the end of the movie, when he's he's standing there and he's holding his friend. Oh my god! And it's like, him. oh no, he he's dead. <laughs> oh, you're alive! Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the whole thing, you know, and I, I don't remember what that alien, the, hey, look at him, yeah, he's cool, he's got knives for arms. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Would, what does he say, um, oh, he's like, it's okay, uh, it, as long as the foundations hold, it's it'll it'll be fine. Oh, oh, oh and there they go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that line, you know, I don't remember what the name of that alien was that Cork was, like, friends with, and Thor's like... What about you? What, where, where do you think we should go? Oh no, yeah, he's dead. Uh, yeah, he uh, he died in the battle. I just uh, I felt really bad because I think I accidentally trampled him and I just been carrying him around. <laughs> and like he just kind of shakes him and it like it like burps and comes back to life. He's like, oh, oh yeah, he's, you're alive. He's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Which again, just what a great like he that that character had me laughing. A bunch, and for those too. of you listening and who don't realize that was actually the director voicing Cor. Right, which is so great. So we'll see him again. I love that. Even just the stupid line with Loki when Loki when they meet him after the rebellion, like, "Hey, uh, we just had a rebellion. You want to join us on this ship? We're gonna take it out of here." He goes, "You know, you look like you all need leadership." And he goes, "Oh, thanks, man." (laughs) (laughs) So good. Like it's not a compliment. Like you guys clearly look like a bunch of fools, and Loki's gonna take you over, and you're just like, "Hey, man, thanks." (laughs) (laughs) He just like plays this burnt out rock. (laughs) 
It's great. Uh, there's um, the, the scenes where they're in like Hulk's bedroom, and <laughs> they try to. He... I, I think you mean Hulk's pleasure palace because like, yeah. he's got like a big bed and he's got like liquor on the like liquor cabinet over there and he's got like a hot tub and like a little like workout area, game area, like you like that's like a bachelor pad extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. But this is like it's the perfect example of when this. The movies, the movie's starting to deliver some actual story, and they're just like, oh, "Hang on, we're getting too serious." So, like they, like they're talking, like, uh, Thor's talking to Valkyrie, and like they're they're starting to see eye to eye a little bit, and then he goes to break the window with the ball and it bounces back and hits him in the face. Oh yeah, and not like it was just the way that that was delivered. Like, like I said, like you're okay. We're getting into the story. Nope. <laughs> Let's just make you laugh a few more times. Wait, how about? The story's getting too serious. This interaction between Hulk and Thor is getting too serious. Let's have a joke about Thor having a permanent image of the Hulk's dick. Oh my god, that was another one. <laughs> that was that was that's in my mind now, I think is what he yes, says. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. He, he makes that complaint about his hair getting cut off too at some point. Yeah, wait, can we talk about that too? Because I'm going to say, for my money, that's the best Stanley cameo in the whole MCU. <laughs> that, that was a pretty good one. It's him cackling and, like, using this horrifying death machine to cut his hair. Like, right, right. Like, I was cracking up at that whole scene. I just, I just love his, like, maniacal cackle. And you got, you know, I am Thor, son of Odin. You will not cut my hair. And he just, like, fires the thing up. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not as steady as it used to be. And it's, you can become pleading. Please don't cut my hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But, uh, so I got, all right, now I'm going to share with you the, the scene that, that got me. And it's it's funny, but it's, I mean, it's probably not that funny, but for whatever reason, it, <coughs> it just had me hysterical. So when they're on um, Jeff Goldblum's orgy ship. Oh, fantastic. Uh, when they're trying to escape and they hit whatever button that they hit, and the birthday celebration music comes on, oh, yeah. and the little the hologram of him pops up, and it's like it's my birthday, and I just lost it. <laughs> and like for like a good three minutes that followed, I couldn't stop like laughing at that scene. <laughs> and uh, it was just I, I, perfect. I mean, that was funny, but I was cracking up at the where are the guns on the ship? There are no guns. It's his pleasure cruiser. He uses it to uh, bring uh, ladies up for. Uh, does she say orgies? And he goes. Yeah. So, like, maybe don't touch anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, too. And then, like, you get that, uh, just in the same vein, you get the post credit scene where, like, his whatever ship he's on there crashes, and he's got, like, the, a, a few girls on the ship with him, and he's just, like, great, just, like, great resistance, guys. Like, just great a, effort. That was a really, that was a awesome. hell of a rebellion there. Yeah, this and, is uh, really cool. I have my role in this whole yeah. thing. <laughs> you can't have a rebellion without someone... To overthrow, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just great, everyone. Um, good let's job. Call it good tie. job all around. <laughs> let's call it a tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's he's too much. I love him. I want. I, want like, more. I feel like they u- they used just enough, like just the perfect amount of him, yep. but also could have even used more of him. Yeah, I. Like not a lot more, just a, just a little bit. Yeah, they, you know, they, it, you got to walk a fine line, right? Because it could it could quickly become too much. Citizens of Sakaar, take to the skies. Yeah, <laughs> my champion. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
too much. Now I'm thinking about that scene with the with Loki freaking out that the Hulk is there. That's just so funny. Because he's, right. he's he's Jeff Goldblum's in there like freaking out too. Like, oh, like what's your problem, guy? Like, don't you love my champion? Like, what, like what's your deal? Oh yeah, because yeah, he like kind of reprimands him. Like, hey, like, come back here. What are you doing? Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Also, um, wait, like we gotta talk a little bit about Thor and Loki like interactions mm-hmm. because there's the thing like we already briefly like touched with him. Like, you know, did you leave him on the sidewalk or not? And like. I don't know why the sight of Loki with his long, greasy black hair in a suit just didn't really work. Mm. I was like, that, that guy doesn't fit. Like, Thor does his thing where he's, like, just, like, some dude that you might see, like, a hipster. In with an umbrella. <laughs> with an umbrella. And then you have, like, Loki in that, like, three-piece suit. Right. All black. And his, like, greasy-ass hair. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so but then you have the story when, the, when Bruce Banner... Valkyrie and Thor are all talking and Loki's handcuffed in the room and uh, Bruce goes, can we just talk about this real quick? I feel like it's pretty obvious he wants to kill all of us. Like, I feel like he's tried to kill all of us before. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, oh yes, uh, he also just tried to kill me a few minutes ago. And Thor goes, yes, he's tried to kill me many times as well. There's this one time when we were children and I was walking through the woods and... Loki knew that I loved snakes, and he, he transformed himself into a snake. And I picked up the snake, and then he turned back into Loki, and he stabbed me. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. And like, and he just, like, laughs about it. And, they, yes. and I, it was a uh, banner, just, like, gives him, like, the eyebrow up. Like, what? what? <laughs> but the, the opening of that scene, though, where he, what he, whatever he throws at his head, that hits him. Yes. To prove that he's actually in the room. Great. <laughs> that, that was a great running joke too, because he just keeps throwing shit at him the first time, but it's the projection, like when yeah. we talked about the ghost scene. Yeah. And then like he throws the thing off and it like dings him off the head, and then there's the thing at the end, which was like a cool thing, which I'm not. I don't think we're ready to get to emotional like feel good stuff yet. Yeah. Because before that, I want to get to Thor's favorite game, get help. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing get help. We're not doing get help. Please I hate, help me, I my brother, he's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and he just launches the victim. And that brings up my one of my favorite lines of the whole movie at the end, when Thor has finally come into his power fully and embraced it, Loki has come into himself in instead of thinking of himself hundred percent of the time, maybe he thinks of himself like eighty percent of the time now. Right. And we have Valkyrie who's lived up to her moniker. The three of them are facing off against Hela on the bridge. And it's dead silent as the two sides face off against each other. And Loki says, we're not doing get help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. It's so well done. And even on the bridge, you get the, uh, that's where we got our Hulk for once in your life. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Smash. But <laughs> big monster. <laughs> but, but big monster. No. <laughs> no smashing. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, you want to get into? You said you didn't want to get into what was it? Feel oh, good I stuff. I want to get into, like emotional feel good stuff, like with because there was the whole thing with him throwing things off him, and then at the very end, when yeah. he throws it and he catches the thing. Uh, yeah, I guess one other one other thing, uh, comical before you get into that. Um, what was it? What were the names of the two guns that? Uh, oh, Des and Troy. Yeah. 
<laughs> so stupid. That one was just so dumb. Like you could so see it coming a mile away dumb. too. But it, it it worked because like just the comedy throughout the movie works. Yeah, and that was a funny line, and I was disappointed with Scourge because I really like Carl Urban as an actor in general. Yeah. Um. The first thing I saw him in was Lord of the Rings. He, I, I really liked him as Aemir in Lord of the Rings. That was one of my favorite characters, kind of from the books and mm-hmm. from the movie. Um, he was good in Red. Um, as random as that is, I like him as Bones in um, in the Star Trek movies. Oh yeah, he's good in those. Yeah, and um, even he was in a show, J.J. Abrams' show that didn't last past the first season. Um, it's almost human or being human or something like that. It was like a futuristic cop show with like android cops and shit. And it's him and Michael Ely and Minka Kelly and that dude with the fake eye from the Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was kind of a ridiculous, stupid cop procedural. But yeah, like I don't know if you remember that that show existed or not. No, that was about three, four years ago. Um, but I liked him in that. He was the main character. He was good. I, I don't know. I, I, I like. So I was pretty disappointed. I thought they underused Scourge. I thought they didn't like. It seemed like they were going to set him up to be somewhat important, and then he yeah. just kind of being the butt of the joke, and like he just kind of like broods a lot. Right. No, I, I totally get it. It, it. Something about him misses the mark. Like it seemed like they're setting him up to be interesting or funny. Right. Like that line, like him being just like a doof with those two girls, and like this is my stuff. And, right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm just the janitor, and he gets, like, exploded brains of, like, dragon and stuff like that all over him and his, like, his chicks, and it's like, oh, yeah, and then there's the whole thing with him, like, chasing Thor, trying to get to Loki first, and he runs in, and I announced Thor, you had one job. Yeah. <laughs> one job. <laughs> We're not playing good help. <laughs> oh um, and yeah, and then, like, after all that, like, he just kind of broods and, like, does, I, I thought, okay, maybe he's going to take this to be, like, the dark right hand of Hela, and he doesn't even do that well. Right. Which is the whole thing, like, oh, I want to prove myself, so it was like, okay, he's going to go all in on this, and then he's going to prove himself by being, like, just a bastard, and, well, no, not really that either, and then it's like, okay, I guess he's going to be a coward, he does the whole thing, like, actually, it reminded me very much of, um, from The Hobbit, I guess the second, or the third Hobbit movie, the creepy <clears throat> dude who dresses up like a woman and hides with the women and children. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he literally does the exact same thing. Yeah. But he finally gets his redemption arc where he gets to take Des and Troy and save the transport of Asgardians and had his heroic sacrifice. You knew as soon as he jumped off yeah. he was going to die. But that was a good end to him. It was just like, I, it just seemed like they, they booked him to be something more and it just kind of didn't really make him Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. That something something about it just doesn't really, it, it misses the mark. That's all. Yeah. Like, I just figured, like, they would have cast some random dude to do that role. Yeah. Like, it didn't have to be him. Like, I thought Carl Urban, oh, like, and, like, I remember hearing a bunch about him in the production. I was like, oh, like, he's going to have a big role. Cool. Right. Yeah. Can't all be perfect. No. And, as well, while we're on the topic of people being underused, um, rest in peace, Warriors 3. Yeah. They didn't make it. No. They got... They got cut down real quick. Oh, like immediately. It's, it's like, hey, it's those guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like, the worst part about it was like, at least Hogan got like, 
some screen time, got a couple of lines, got to have like a glorious ending. Fandral and Volstag both died before I actually had to fully realize that that's who they were. Right. It was, was abrupt. Like, oh, hey, those guys are in this movie, and they're dead. Yeah. Like, in, that's not an exaggeration. That's how fast that happened in yeah. my mind. And on screen. It was pretty like, crazy. So fast that I waited till the end of credits to look at the credits to make sure that Ray Stevenson and Zachary Levi actually played those roles, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just their stunt doubles, because right. they were on screen for precisely fifteen seconds. Craziness. Yeah, it, Which, it, that's actually like there's there's a lot of brutality like throughout the movie, and there's like there's some dark stuff going on that you kind of. <laughs> lose sight of with all the comedy which i'm okay with just because it was so funny um but like that like that right there that scene is is terrible like murdered <laughs> and then and then they go into the city and they murder all of the soldiers and <laughs> which which i'm okay with all that the way they handle that and hogan's like ending like she's the goddess of death that's how we understand just how dire the circumstances yeah. are i didn't like that two supposedly beloved characters from the comics who had a Decent-sized role in the first one, had kind of a fun little role in the second one, had almost no role in the third one, other than being brutally murdered without having a chance to appreciate the fact that they were even on screen. And, yeah, like, they're just dead gone, like, yeah. completely. And, like, I like both those actors, too, you know what I mean? Like, what's his name? I don't know what it is, but Ray Stevenson in uh, The Other Guys cracked me up as, like, the the... The, the bad guy, like the, like the Australian head of security. Mm-hmm. And, like, he just has, like, a bunch of dickhead lines in that movie. <laughs> like, he's just a ridiculous, like, action movie henchman. But, like, he's laying into it. Like, that's what he's supposed to be. And Zachary Levi, I enjoyed. And also, Ray Stevenson was good in Dexter, too, playing, like, a Russian mobster. That was a random role. Uh, <laughs> and Zachary Levi is Chuck. Chuck's one of my favorite, like, kind of a stupid show. You would like that show, actually. Chuck? Yeah. I'll check it out. I can see you and Kim actually enjoying that show. Maybe we'll, um, maybe we'll give that and a try. Also, he, I mean, I guess he was never going to really stick around with Thor because they just cast him like a week ago in Shazam. Oh, okay. He's going to be Shazam. Shazam. So uh, that's kind of a big deal for him, I guess, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a weird thing to do in such a way. Yeah. What else you got? The criminally seductive god of thunder. The criminally seductive god of thunder. <laughs> that is something that Thor, I believe Thor called himself. I think he did. When was that? <laughs> I, I think was it when he was entering the arena or something like that? Is, is that what it was? Like, he, like Is that what he wanted to be referred to as? It was either that. Oh, was it was either that or like when he when he got captured by those people the first time. Yes, it might have been that. It was something around all of that. <laughs> I just remember cracking up because like I can't picture Thor from any of the other Marvel movies saying that line. Right. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> and at the same level of vanity, if perchance, like, five episodes from now, and you wanted to call me the criminally subjective, seductive uh, God of Thunder, I, I wouldn't be upset. All right. Yeah, I'll add it to the list. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I, I cracked up pretty good at that. I thought that was a funny-ass line. 
<laughs> I can't. Now I just I'm trying to think of exactly where it happened. I just really want to go and watch this again. Yeah, no, it was really good. I was I was surprised by that. And I, you know, actually, like while we're on that, because this is kind of like into the meat of this movie, like, why this movie works. Um, and, and not just why the movie works in general, but why it worked for me in particular, like why I cared. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally gave Thor a personality in this movie. Yeah. And not just like they gave him a fun personality or gave him like a peppy personality, like. They gave him a personality, period. Yeah. I felt like he was this amorphous blob of a ridiculous caricature of a person in all the other movies. Mm-hmm. Like... So, somehow it gets through with, with all of the humor and everything going on. Like, you you do care about the main the lead. <laughs> yeah. Like, you care about Thor at all. Right. And before, it was just kind of like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was like... A Shakespearean warrior caricature, like a right. over-the-top, like aristocratic party boy thing. I don't even know what in like the first one. Yeah. In the second one, he's <laughs> another. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he's just ridiculous. Like you know, unhand me. What? Before Jane dumped you. He's kind of a toned-down version of himself in the first one. Like that one line when he's like. They're arguing on, like, the helicarrier, and he goes, you humans are so petty. And, like, that's the only line I remember him having the whole fucking movie. Right. Um, and, and I guess the seeds of this Thor were planted slightly in Ultron. Yeah. Because he gets into that pissing contest with Tony about who has the best girlfriend and this and that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're right. Like they, 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 they were getting there. Like they're, I guess, starting to realize what they want to do with him. But they still kind of left him mostly on the side of that movie. Hell, like mm-hmm. there's one whole section of the movie where he's just not on the screen. Yeah. Um, well, it it seems very much like they it's they obviously have some big plans for him with the upcoming Avengers movies. So I feel like they have, like they're they're trying to get you to really like this character. Yeah, and. Also, I mean, it's a credit to it's a credit to Chris Hemsworth, like realizing, like, hey, like, let's do something with this guy. It's a credit to Taika Waititi, like, like let's do something with this character. Like, if we're like, it, unlike Zachary Snyder, who hates Superman in Superman movies, like he loves this character and is letting him do fun things. Like, right. yeah, man, go to town, like, have fun, like, say dopey shit, like, yeah, be funny, be like. He's over the top, but as not Jane, Jane didn't dump me. I dumped her. It was mutual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, he's one of those things like, where he, like, again, it's like, he transformed from having the weight of the world on himself to realizing that he could hold that weight and kind of just be a person. Like, he, like, it humanized a god, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's got a sense of humor, like, he's still noble, but it's not, like, ridiculous Shakespearean noble, and it's not self-referential noble like Captain America to a certain extent. It's, I finally figured out what's right and wrong, and I'm just going to go do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to make speeches about it, I'm just going to go do it, except for, like, trying to get Hulk to get on board, right? Yeah. And, uh, and we see, like, he gets to the point, like, at the end where... He has to pay quite a price in losing his father, losing Asgard, losing his eye, which, by the way, we're going to have to talk about that. Oh, um, yeah. That was pretty brutal. Kind of a big deal. Um, and 
he still retains that sense of humor. Like he sits down in the cat. Like he he said a couple times in the movie, like I don't want to be king. Like I don't want that to be thrust upon me. And he realizes that well, if he doesn't shoulder that burden, everything's gonna go to shit. Mm-hmm. But let me still keep that sense of humor. You right. know what I mean? Huh. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hung up on the eye thing. I forgot all about that. Like she jacks up his face in that scene. <laughs> Which, like, you expected her to be brutal, right? Because she's the goddess of death and all. Right. Um, and that whole storyline was kind of cool. At first, I didn't think I was going to really care, but the whole thing with, like, that was part and parcel of Thor, like, coming to terms with himself, right? Where he looks at the destroyed fake thing that Odin had built up on, like, like the Sistine Chapel thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess everything wasn't so happy-go-lucky and great and noble as we thought. I guess, yeah, let's just kind of embrace that we're gods and let's just be gods. Right. Um, but he, he goes through that whole thing and <coughs> she just fucking slices his eye out. Like, I, it wasn't that she did something so brutal. It was just how sudden and unprepared it was for it. Yep. Like, like so much they, so that, like, after it happens, you don't realize it for a second. Like, the fact that it was so sudden and brutal, and, like, I was just like, oh, did she slash her? Or, like, is that blood, or it's the lack of eye? Which one is that? Right. And I almost, as I'm studying this and trying to, like, oh, my God, like, yeah, like, she just slashed the fuck out of his face. His eyeball was gone. Yep. Did she drop a one-liner about now you look like father? Oh, yeah, that happened. Yep. (laughs) That's about right. That's pretty on par with the rest of this movie. (laughs) Which is great. There's something else about the the tone of the movie. Like there is, maybe not the tone, but like the the way they uh, like the posters for this movie and like the way they do the title screen and the the and, co- and the, the co- don't forget the music and the yeah and the music like all of it like the color palette alone makes it like this like those types of movies from the eighties like it reminds it it reminds me of like um, I'm trying to think of hang on one second. There's a particular movie that. I have to deliver this to you in a particular way. So, will you think? I'm uh, gonna go find the text message I sent to, and I'm sure he'll be listening to this. But my cousin Mike, who is our biggest fan, yeah, uh, it was Beastmaster was what I was thinking of, and other movies of the '80s that have that. There's something about it, like this epic adventure in that color palette. Like, there's something going on there, and they captured that with the movie. Well, so we had mentioned that. It was Guardians-esque, right? And mm-hmm. that's what my cousin Mike said. And I said, yep. I could see that even back to the trailers. It's the cosmic 80s vibe. And he said, yeah, and the cheesy 80s Nintendo font, which is what you said. Right. Said, and all the synth music. Said, it's basically Flash Gordon-esque. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Mike loved that, and uh, I'm well, sure there, he'll love it again. Like, there's, uh, the, when they did the review on IGN, I think the title they gave the review was Thor. Uh, he'll save everyone on us. <laughs> really? I remember yeah. reading that review. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I think that's the tagline they put on it. Okay, then I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, it's that, it is that, it works, though. Like, and it, it gives me that feel. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's which so is you really can cool. See that that's, that's clearly an inspiration, just, like, better. Yeah. <laughs> like not cheap and cheesy. Like if you were to do that ten years down the line, I get on your list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, it's so it's so good. I can't wait to see it again. I also can't wait to see the next thing that happens with him. And I know, obviously, uh, as it says in the uh, in the final screen that he'll return in Avengers. Um, if I can get. 
Well, actually, I won't even go there. I can go really spoiler about the next Avenger movie, but I, I won't do it until after it comes out. What do you mean you're going to get spoilery about it? Um, I watched the first few minutes of it. How'd you say that? I'm not going to actually say it here because we actually published this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... I guess that'll be a discussion for. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a known thing. It is a thing you can find, um, if you look if you look hard enough for it. Okay. Okay. P- people smuggled it away, on like nice. you know, on like crappy phone video. Would you say that they smuggled it through the devil's anus? <laughs> <laughs> is that what they called the big hole? Like the big, yep. the garbage. <laughs> that actually, that whole thing might have been the, the the hardest I laughed in the whole movie. Oh my god. We're going to go through one of those wormholes. Oh, yeah, there's a great one uh, outside the city. It'll take us a couple of weeks. No, we're going through the big one over there. The Devil's Anus? <laughs> I did not know that's what that was called when I selected it. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, I, I loved, I, I actually also loved, like, they, we, we got the beginning scene with that giant um, monster uh, that he, Sticker? yeah, that he, like, he knocks his crown off. Which is his head, <laughs> essentially, and it, it it you know brings him down. I like that they that that wasn't just a thing to introduce, like to bring Thor back on screen. Like I like that that gets tied back up nicely at the end where they utilize him to destroy Hela. I did think that it was kind of an odd thing to the point where like I didn't necessarily like call that it was coming back in the way that it did, but when he makes a realization, I'm like. Oh no! I can see where they're going with this here, and then, and yeah. then he, he, you know, he allows him to come back. But big monster, <laughs> big monster. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like you know, I, I did like that whole plan. That was kind of cool, you know. I, I will it, say after that scene though, like where he comes out of there and he starts like going to town on Asgard. Um, before they all leave, I was like, did Loki get out of there? He did, <laughs> but it it wasn't clear how or when. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. I mean, I, I guess we don't really have to see it because he, like, someone did and then just yeah. looked out of there, you know? Yeah, which I mean, makes sense, but I, I wasn't sure if that's, you know, what they were doing there. Wait, we forgot to mention Bruce calling back to a different Bruce when Edward Norton was Bruce Banner and leaps out of a plane to become Hulk and save the day. And this time... When he leaps out of the plane to save the day. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> when that happened, I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like they kind of went a little over the top with the whole, I feel like I know you. I feel like I know you too. And they don't really, Valkyrie and like Bruce don't realize that they know each other. Like, yeah. that like, Valkyrie and Hulk were best friends. Right. And he does the thing, well, now you'll know who I am, and he leaps out, and it's just, like, quiet, and a gigantic fucking wolf is flying in, and it's like... Oh, and, damn, he did. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> like, he's like mangled. Oh, yeah. On the, <laughs> he thought. That was amazing. I forgot all about that. <laughs> that was a great scene. <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal. Such a fun movie. You got any well, other? I kind of like the, uh, the 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 double speak that Thor has when he's talking. You know, uh, Bruce. Is, oh, sorry. Yeah, don't talk about Tiny Banner. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like. 
I don't like Bruce Banner. I've always liked Hulk better. Yeah. I've always liked Hulk better. And then when when Bruce comes back, don't no, don't worry about it. don't think about the Hulk. I, I've always liked you better. You yeah. and your science <laughs> math and you know. <laughs> or what about when they go to the ship and Banner goes strongest Avenger? <laughs> Thor goes really. <laughs> Actually, that was kind of funny when like because they had the whole thing, you know, oh Hulk, you're my friend. No, not my friend. Yeah. And then he like chases him down, and he's like. Friend, no, yeah. come back, friend. <laughs> no, 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 please stop destroying the ship, please, yeah. <laughs> please. Oh man, such such a fun movie. I can't like again. Just uh, can't wait to see it again. I think I'll I'll be venturing out to see it again in theaters before it uh, before it makes its way into my collection. I probably won't, but I definitely want to see it again yeah. as soon as possible. You got anything else? No, I'm just pretty psyched for uh, this, and uh, I'm, I'm psyched for what's coming up, man. I'm excited for seeing this again. I'm excited for, I'm not excited for Justice League. I'm excited for uh, Star Wars, though, pretty soon. Oh. Black Panther, it's Infinity good. War. Yep. The movies are being good to us. Yeah, it's nice. We had a little downturn. It's coming back up again. You don't really expect it in the fall and the in the winter, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and right, right after all that, Oscar season will be upon us, and you know I love that season, even though you don't care for it that much. Uh, I feel like this Oscar season is not going to be as fun as it's been in the past. We'll see. We will. We will see. Yeah, I mean, you can't know. All the Oscar movies come out a day before the Oscars. <laughs> uh, it's not so much that as the fact that Hollywood's cannibalizing itself. Yeah. Well, that's fine too. We'll see where that. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, um, it's good. It's good that these things are being brought to light. Oh no, that's not at all what I was implying. Um, the things, the cr- criminality, should be brought to light. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's just a shame that the, the the toll it's taking, but not that it's particularly important. It's just I feel yeah, like sure. the Oscars are not going to be fun if they ever were. Oh, the Oscars are great. I love them. <laughs> yeah. But. All right, well, let's get out of here. That's okay. it for this week. Uh, you can check back in with us next week, and we'll most likely be doing Murder on the Orient Express, as we mentioned earlier, and giving ourselves a little bit of time before we jump into Justice League, which will probably follow the week after that. Going two weeks ahead now, what's happening? It's like <laughs> it's like it's a real show, right? Like we have like a plan. There's there's a there's a slight structure. Very loose what, is this, what is with all this organization it's and about like, and planning? It's, we're like the show's the show's good. It went from like a pile of um of Jenga blocks. Like instead of it being a pile of the blocks, like after it collapsed, like it's it's now the rickety structure about ten minutes into a game. Okay. And um I mean what more could you ask for, really? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's it for this week, and until next time, cheers.